Engaging presentations on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. Well, happy Lord's Day, everybody. Pro-Life leader Frank Pavone here, director of Priests for Life. Welcome to our time of prayer and scripture reading. I hope that you are uh, already having a great weekend. We're going to make it even greater as we allow the Word of God to nourish us. And we're going to look at the theme of the vineyard, such a powerful theme in scripture, a powerful theme in my own ministry as pastoral director of Rachel's Vineyard, and we'll talk a little bit about that. So let's turn to the presence of the Lord on this day that He has made. Every Sunday is like a little Easter, right? We focus on the resurrection, and uh, that is the, that's the foundation of our faith. Christ is risen from the dead. We have the victory over life already. We're not just working for victory. We're working from victory. Victory is our starting point. Let's turn to Him now and rejoice in that victory. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord God, we rejoice in the victory of life over death, accomplished in your Son, Jesus Christ, who took death to the cross, who brought death into the tomb and left it there, and brought us, instead, immortality and life through his gospel. Bless us with deeper faith. May that resurrection from the tomb inspire our repentance, that we allow Jesus to nail our sins to the cross and leave them in the tomb And instead, walk again. Choose again today to walk in newness of life. Bless us. Now, as we feast on your word, along with the Eucharist, the bread of life, the word is also bread for life. It is also drink for the soul. It is nourishment for our being. Let us delve into your word. And give us understanding, Lord God, from the same Holy Spirit that wrote this word. We pray through Christ our Lord. Amen. Okay, the vineyard, a reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. Let me sing now of my friend, my friend's song concerning his vineyard. My friend had a vineyard on a fertile hillside. He spaded it, cleared it of stones, and planted the choicest vines. Within it he built a watchtower and hewed out a winepress. Then he looked for the crop of grapes, but what it yielded was wild grapes. Now inhabitants of Jerusalem and people of Judah, judge between me and my vineyard. What more was there to do for my vineyard that I had not done? Why, when I looked for the crop of grapes, did it bring forth wild grapes? Now I will let you know what I mean to do with my vineyard. Take away its hedge, give it to grazing, break through its wall, let it be trampled. Yes, I will make it a ruin, it shall not be pruned or hoed, but overgrown with thorns and briars. I will command the clouds not to send rain upon it. The vineyard of the Lord is the house of Israel, and the people of Judah are his cherished plant. He looked for judgment, but see, bloodshed. For justice... But hark, the outcry. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. 
beautiful responsorial psalm. Let's uh, pray it together. In fact, I want to sing it uh, for you and you can, you can respond. The vineyard of the Lord is the house of Israel. The vineyard of the Lord is the house of Israel. A vine from Egypt you transplanted. You drove away the nations and planted it. It put forth its foliage to the sea. It shoots as far as the river. The vineyard of the Lord is the house of Israel. Why have you broken down its walls so that every passerby plucks its fruit? The boar from the forest lays it waste, and the beasts of the field feed upon it. The vineyard of the Lord is the house of Israel. Once again, O Lord of hosts, look down from heaven and see. Take care of this vine and protect what your right hand has planted, the Son of Man, whom you yourself made strong. The vineyard of the Lord is the house of Israel. Then we will no more withdraw from you, Give us new life, that we will call upon your name. O Lord God of hosts, restore us. If your face shines upon us, then we shall be saved. The vineyard of the Lord is the house of Israel. And let me read for you this gospel passage from St. Matthew. Jesus said to the chief priests and the elders of the people, Hear another parable. There was a landowner who planted a vineyard, put a hedge around it, dug a wine press in it, and built a tower. Then he leased it to tenants and went on a journey. When vintage time drew near, he sent his servants to the tenants to obtain his produce. But the tenants seized the servants, and one they beat, another they killed, and a third they stoned. Again he sent other servants, more numerous than the first ones, but they treated them in the same way. Finally he sent his son to them, thinking, They will respect my son. But when the tenants saw the son, they said to one another, This is the heir. Come, let us kill him and acquire his inheritance. They seized him, threw him out of the vineyard, and killed him. What will the owner of the vineyard do to those tenants when he comes? They answered him, He will put those wretched men to a wretched death and lease his vineyard out to other tenants who will give him the produce at the proper times. And Jesus said to them, Did you never read in the Scriptures? The stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. By the Lord has this been done. It is wonderful in our eyes. Therefore I say to you, The kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to a people that will produce its fruits. You know, on the doors of the temple were engraved big clusters of grapes. This idea of the vineyard and of the fruit that it is supposed to produce 
was deep in the minds of the Israelites, very much in their hearts and very much on the mind of Christ. God plants a vineyard. He calls us. He gives us life. He reveals himself to us. He speaks his word. He enters into a covenant with us. And he gives us freedom to choose life and blessings or death and curses. We choose the way. We don't choose the consequences. But he wants us to choose life. That's the fruit. That's the fruit he's looking for. This goes right to the core of the church's pro-life commitment in your work and mine in saving lives. This is the fruit God is looking for. Life. Jesus said it. I came that they may have life and have it more abundantly. God wants to see the fruit of us welcoming life, nurturing life, protecting life, serving life, making life grow, not snuffing it out. He wants to see fruits of of truth. We're able to understand God's truth. The gifts of the Holy Spirit enable us to understand it more deeply. And He wants us to spread truth. He wants to see justice and He wants us spreading justice. He wants to see holiness. Be holy for I am holy, the Lord said in Leviticus. Be made perfect as your Father is perfect, Jesus said. He wants to see fruits of holiness, fruits of love. So he plants a vineyard, he establishes a people, he gives them a covenant. What do they do? They kill their sons and daughters in the fire. They reject his covenant, they mingle with the nations, they disobey him, they go their own way. And then, as the gospel parable is relating to us, they kill the prophets. The landowner sends servants to obtain the produce, God sends the prophets to urge people in the ways of the covenant, to urge them to nurture life and justice and truth, speak truth and do do justice, repent of sin, find holiness, and instead they kill the prophets. The whole history of the Old Testament summarized here in this parable. They kill the prophets and then they kill Jesus. They reject, they don't believe in him. They could have borne the fruit of holiness right then and there. Believing in Jesus brings faith and eternal life. Faith brings eternal life. But the stone rejected by the builders became the cornerstone. Now the gospel, now the vineyard is leased to other tenants. In other words, the whole world, the Gentiles are brought in. Everybody now, including God's original people who want to now believe in Christ, Everyone now has access to God in the new and everlasting covenant. And that's why then it leads to Jesus saying, I am the true vine. All the prophecy of Isaiah here, Isaiah 5 in this first reading, the vineyard of the Lord is the house of Israel. Of course, because the house of Israel is pointing to prophesying and preparing for the body of Christ. So the vineyard of the Lord now is the body of Christ, His church. I am. It's a person. I am the true vine. And you are the branches. And what does He say? These branches my Father will prune so that they may bear more fruit. More fruit. It's not an easy thing. Pruning a vine. I have a friend who... uh, 
grew up with vineyards, and the first time he saw the results of pruning, he said to his dad, why'd you kill the vine? You cut off a lot because you, you, you cut off the, the branches that aren't bearing fruit so that the, the, the juices inside the vine will, 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 will bear more fruit in the, in the more limited space that they have to occupy. There's pruning that goes on. God, God allows us to lose a lot of things in our lives, in our relationships. He's pruning us. He says, don't go in that direction. Where your treasure is, there will your heart be. Don't put your treasure in dead things that aren't bearing fruits. Bear more fruit. I have chosen you from the world, says the Lord, to go and bear fruit that will last. Not just earthly pleasures, earthly possessions. Fruit that will last. Love, joy, peace, justice, truth, life. You nurture life. It lasts forever. You welcome a child. You, you, you educate that child. You raise that child. That child's going to live forever. This is the plan of God for human life. The vineyard of the Lord is the house of Israel. Now, I'm pastoral director of Rachel's Vineyard, one of the ministries of Priests for Life now for a good 20 years has been Rachel's Vineyard. This is the largest ministry in the world for healing after abortion. And brothers and sisters, we think of Rachel, the wife of Jacob, who said, Give me children or I shall die. She longed for children. She had children. And then she, uh, she died in childbirth. And Rachel also is referred to by the prophet Jeremiah and then again in the Gospel of Matthew as weeping from her tomb as the children of Israel, the children, in other words, of Jacob, whose name was turned to Israel and all the descendants that followed, when they disobeyed the Lord, when, as Isaiah says here, they bore wild grapes instead of the true fruit that God was looking for, and therefore they were punished and they were exiled, as, as God says here, I will make it a ruin, I will let it be trampled. That, that's what God did. The Babylonians came in. Rachel is portrayed there as weeping for her children being led into exile, weeping for her children. And then when the slaughter of the innocents happens, Matthew again takes that as another prophecy, not just of the children being led away in exile, but the children being killed through the fear and hatred of Herod. Look at the fear that leads to abortion. Look at the hatred at the core of the abortion industry, the hatred for life. And so Rachel's Vineyard exists to bring back to fruitfulness those who have aborted their children and have repented of that. It's a vineyard for Rachel, who's mourning for her children, but who has in God the hope of, be, of being restored and bearing new life and bearing new fruit and being a living branch on the true vine in Christ Jesus, which is what the retreat leads them to do. They face their pain through the power of the Word of God and the sacraments. They allow God to cleanse them of that sin of abortion, reunite themselves with their child spiritually, and live the life that God still has for them to live. It's a beautiful program. Check out rachelsvineyard.org.
and proclaim the mercy of God to his vineyard in Christ. Let's pray. Father, we do turn to you today for all those who are mourning for their children, as Rachel did. We pray to you, Lord God, for all those who are dealing with a past abortion. We pray for those, Lord God, who are dealing with any past sins that are weighing upon them or troubling them. Lord, for those who have not turned to you with trustful repentance, give them that, the grace to do so. Bless us now as we serve you in this pro-life cause. Bless us in our journey towards holiness. May we bear fruit of truth and justice and peace and love and life. May your whole church bear fruit. Lord God, answer all our prayers. We have presented them to you today. We have many needs. You know them. We lift each other up in prayer and ask you to continue to show your love for your vineyard by giving us the graces we need. And now we pray in the words that Jesus himself, the true vine, taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. We pray to our Heavenly Mother, the Mother of Life. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Well, thanks, friends. Consider uh, supporting our ministry, if you're not already, because we want to bring this living word to as many as possible. We want to bring the healing after abortion to as many as possible, but we need your help financially to do that. So ProLifeGift.org is where you can go to help us. I really ask you to do that today, and many of you give in other ways. You can call our office, 321-500-1000. Easy number, 321-500-1000. And um, go to ProLifeGift.org. Go to our main website, EndAbortion, EndAbortion.us. And we'll stay connected with you on these programs and in many other ways as we build a culture of life together. Have a wonderful Lord's Day. We will speak to you soon. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.